0: This is a Dece World production, in association with Pants Pending Studios. You are now listening to The Social Hour. They're not PC So with occasional file language turns you off and you have all been warned This is the call before the storm A nooner is when you have sex on your lunch break a niner is when you beat off on your drive to work in the morning Get ready for the shour live Atlantis Resort in Nassau, Bahamas. This is The Social Hour. On today's show, comedians Patrick Garrity and Mark Bethel. And now your host. Counting down the days till he goes home to America and gets cavity searched by customs, is Cassius. Malib Keen, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is The Social Hour. I am Deese. What is up, guys? Thanks for coming around for another uh, episode. We are uh, not in studio this week. If you've been following my adventures, we are in uh, Tropical Bahamas, uh, Paradise Island, hanging out at the Atlantis Resort. Um, It's been a pretty uh, fucking good time. We're going to talk all about that uh, with our guests real quickly before we get into that, guys. As usual, go to DeeseComedy.com. Check out everything going on across the network uh live dates coming up uh we've got some shows in oregon tickets are selling for those already go to the calendar we just added some more dates in uh, across the northwest for the next few months as well as uh coming back to texas and uh, a couple other places so just hit the calendar you'll see what's going on um oh uh big one though drinking debate is back on september. 10th at the black diamond in spokane valley you know tickets that that just sells out very quickly uh so get your tickets uh while you can they're on sale now uh pre-sale tickets are a little cheaper so anyway guys we are here uh in uh, a hotel room with fucking three dudes hanging out i'm with comedians patrick garrity and mark bethel what's up guys
1: What's going on? Hey guys, how's it going, These Nation? And
0: that is, uh, respectively, uh, Patrick and uh, Mark uh, coming in behind him there, so you guys know whose voice is whose is as we're talking. Um, yeah, we've been doing these shows in the Bahamas at the Atlantis Resort. This has been a pretty sweet gig. Uh, Patrick's done this before, but Mark has done this before because he uh, fucking lives here, and his daddy's used to the club, so it's uh, a, <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty sweet, sweet spot. This is, it's been quite a nice like paid vacation i uh, this is so for mark it's like you're just here so this is just you anyway so <laughs> fair enough very true <laughs> like, like this is uh this is just what you're used to is this the only comedy because this has got to be the only place that you have comedy happens yes. on the island right? yes
1: uh we are we are uh to this day uh NASA bahamas only comedy club going strong this entire time um, there are some satellite shows. Uh, Bahamian locals have started to pick it up, right? So there are a few Bahamian comedians out there. Okay. Um, but in terms of like a brick and mortar, uh, I, Bahamians themselves are pretty fickle. So I, um,
0: okay.
1: Yeah. it's. Uh, I think the only way that you can actually have a successful comedy club down here is to have a built-in audience. One that changes uh, constantly. Um, and so being connected to the hotel. And we've been around since Merv Griffith days. Wow. Right. So oh, we damn. we were uh, we were in, inducted back then.
0: Yeah, back when sexual harassment was okay. Right. Yeah, the right. good old the good old days, man. Come on, what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah Mad uh, man. Yeah, this is International Waters, man. Pirate pussy. Let's get that shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> the uh, when when did the club open up?
1: So the club has been around for 30 years plus now. Oh wow. Uh, I remember uh, back in the day uh, we um, <laughs> when I was younger I used to get off from school and uh, we'd have just a box of posters um, and uh, we would just drive up and down the island stapling uh, posters and banners and flyers to lamp holes um, it's why I have so much strength in my wrist sure a child learning how to use a staple gun <laughs> um,
0: you firing off something with that hand? That's for sure. Right, right. The, uh, <laughs> I always like
1: to add that while we are in the room, we are all fully clothed. Just, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, for now, there's time.
0: Yeah. Uh, we still got an hour before the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's so funny because like places like this. I mean, I've I've like I've done comedy in places like you know Belize and in Mexico and little places, and it's weird because nothing comedy is like intrinsically American. It's like an American thing. It was created in America, like stand-up comedy. It was, it, you know, was created in America and everything else, everyone else just kind of adopted it. So it's so interesting to see it happen in a place like this where, especially in a culture where, you know, like, a little more impoverished it's not like this this nightlife scene people aren't looking for you know it's like you don't see like the strip malls with like hey there's like a video arcade and a vr place and a fucking you know a tenplex cineplex you know it's just it resorts and, and and bahamians are ruthless
1: i, I have to tell you if uh, if in your mind you think for a second you are going to go on stage and tell the same jokes you told last night and not have every member of the crowd just scream out the punchline before you're done. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, halfway through your set, just tell you, man, we heard that shit last night. Fuck off, right? Like, and that's why I said this built-in audience is so uh, important to to our longevity, the fact that we've been around this long. Right, uh, right. And also, uh, you know, shout-outs to all the great comics that have passed through the doors, right? Like, um, I don't think it's a fluke uh, that, you know, people keep coming back. Uh, I don't want anybody to be under any illusions. As D said, this is a great vacation but uh, you know by no means is it you know the best paying job a community will ever have um, so yeah Well, oh, yeah. it's not the
0: worst either so that's I mean right. that's for Goddamn I've yeah. done I've done a lot of shittier gigs for a lot less money so uh, I not to not even to put this in the category of like a shitty gig by any means it's, it is it's great Um you know it's just so it's
1: shout out to the fox trap in Yankton, south dakota yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking, shout out i mean
0: out. you know we've all, we've all worked shitty clubs or shitty bar gigs and in, in in places and stuff that you know make this look like a fucking dream so they put you
1: under the big screen while the game's on yeah yeah like don't even
0: turn don't even mute it the it's just so fun you know it's just so funny cuz like places like this i always find so interesting cuz there's you know there isn't like the audience has to be it has to be at a resort cuz like there's just not enough people you know for comedians right. or for like uh, for for there to be enough comedians and to be enough audience and like to even be a comedian here there, you you like traveling is impossible like there's not enough gigs you know like what are you going to you go to you got to travel out of the country every weekend to do a fucking show you know i mean you know you couldn't even to be a full-time comic you just have to go somewhere else
1: yeah yeah for sure for sure I, um I, uh, but then you know you, you, you kind of uh, create uh, these venues. I, um, I, I had a small open mic for a little while yeah uh, and that was that was a, a great lesson in kind of the intricacies of you know like the importance of having like a proper host, introductions, you know the ability to kind of control a show. Um, yeah but uh, there, there there are also concessions that come with it, right like I, um, the hotel and, and I think people who have uh, only worked, in the industry kind of understand it whereas like a, a comedy club you know that those people are coming for comedy sure, sure whereas yeah. here uh, you know not only do the people as Gary has often said have no idea who's performing
0: oh sure yeah yeah
1: it, it's not it's not I, I like I don't think it's an initial thought I think it's one of those things where it's like my husband's gonna go gamble uh, you know he's been doing that all night he's been golfing okay honey I'll take you to a show and people end up here uh, and also on the flip side of that is that on some nights especially given the season there are a lot of people where English is not their first language mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. right like they might understand English but the inflection the joke itself might be lost on them mm-hmm. and so I uh, I'm, I'm always kind of appreciative of comics who can really you know power through and I you know yeah. and, and still create a good show um,
0: I did think about that coming here and I that's why like even every night I've been asking the audience like who's from America and you generally most of the audience is from America. I found there's very, very few nights. Like we had one Canadian couple, and then like one night there's like an Australian couple. But pretty much everyone's been. American. Well, you're still, you're
1: still, yeah, you're still mainly yeah. in, in, in North American season. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, and you would think normally that uh, we wouldn't see a lot of you guys until kind of the colder months, but in this actuality, is
0: our summer when there people are traveling. So. Right.
1: And so in like a month or two, what you'll start to see is way more Europeans, uh, way more Asians, way more, uh, you no, know. glad I missed that. Uh, <laughs> the,
0: uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, the lovely people.
1: have you heard uh, that material? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh,
0: yeah. So, uh, and Patrick, you've, you've been coming here for how many years now?
2: About, uh, well 10, but minus the past two years cause of COVID. But like, yeah, yeah probably say probably about like maybe, t- maybe even 11 you know it's just hard to say yeah but i mean at least God 10 damn. i'd say yeah yeah that's crazy we 10 years ago is probably my first
0: time around and like what's the how have you seen like what differences have you seen in the crowd or the club the way it's grown it's uh, it's, not, it's not growing it's dissipating yeah
2: uh, so yeah i mean so when i first came here like uh mark's dad richard was the first guy i met and he was you know like not only was he like one of the owners, but he he was also the first guy you saw when you came in. you know he would greet everybody, you know had big personality, you know, you immediately like him within ten seconds of talking to him, yeah yeah, and then uh, you know he took us out you know it was just like and then you know it was like by the time the second time here he was still he was still the manager. so it was like I always say it was like basically Richard was like if the Bahamas were a person, that's who who Richard Bethel was. Yeah. he was just a great guy. And then we, my first time hanging out, then we go out. He takes us off Ireland, and he has just, just this giant mug, this huge cup. And then he, he goes, all right, I'm going to park the car. You go in the bar. Just set it on the counter. They know what to do. I was like, what? <laughs> he just, so I go in there, and they, and they go, oh, you were a Jet? And he's just start dumping in rum and lime and all this <laughs> shit. So he's just like, you know. And then his other nickname was the Midnight Mayor. Like, everybody just, just knew this guy, and he was just, you know – but legendary, You know, everybody just knew and loved this guy. And he, you know, he, he, he kept the room great. But then uh, he fell out, you know, like, he was coming here. And it was it was still all right a little bit, like, after he left. But you can see it's just, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for instance, now there's no mic stand. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh I did
0: find all the pieces to the mic stand last night. The They're in the back, uh, But the, it's missing... That it's unthreaded, so, yeah, so it's the still pole useless. won't. Yeah, so the pole won't screw into the base. They're all there, uh, just yeah, not. <laughs>
2: yeah, but uh, when uh, when Richard was here, like, like this is the first my first time too, where I've noticed like the the wait staff doesn't seem to give a shit about how loud they are taking drinks. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing. They, they they sound more like, you know, the people you see at baseball games handing out cracker uh jacks. Yes, you yeah. know, <laughs> beer, hot dog. Was I like that's. That's what it feels like. It's like you can even fucking attempt to whisper, but you know. So, I mean, it's that it's, it's, it's just not even worth it to have the conflict to deal with it. So you just kind of go, all right, whatever. That's how they're gonna talk. But um, you know, is, as long as for me, it's like you give me double digits, I will give you a show. As long as, as long as the middles filled up, you know, yeah, which yeah. has been decently throughout, you know, the time we've been here. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little sad though because I have I, I've been here when this place has been just packed and it's just it is it's a it's an amazing room when it's yeah. like people or it's a packed crowd and they're into it and, and it's uh you know i mean it's probably as good as any gig you get in the states yeah, you know yeah. and because you get people from all over it's almost a little bit like vegas where it's a tourist thing so you get people from all over the country and it's uh and it's just fun you know yeah
0: yeah it is interesting because we've you know the shows i mean last night's show was definitely the biggest show we've had um but I, I don't know what the sh- smallest show we had what was it, 20 people maybe, i think
1: maybe? it was yeah i mean if it was more than that it was only by two like, yeah, three yeah people right
0: so i mean um i think most of the show like most has been you know pretty good i feel like there's one night that was i feel a couple nights ago seemed pretty bad but like uh that just you know um but you can definitely see how like if there's People and they put a, it wouldn't even, it's like marginal. Like, it's just like a little bit more is all it would have taken for to for it to be, you know, for it to be like a lot better. Right. I love having it. I mean, it the ti- <laughs> itinerary. They're
2: like, oh, look professional, wear a nice shirt, and there's like no mic stand. <laughs> yeah. You know, is this <laughs> it's funny? just like, yeah, on yeah. A stool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It goes, they're just going to have a relay race between the three comedians, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, you take the mic like, now. And it's just so. Uh, Every time I come in there and I see that fucking mic sitting on the stool, I'm just like, this is so.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's not great. No, right. yeah.
1: I've been I've been covering uh, for probably a, a couple of years. Um, Pre-COVID at this point, they actually have an intro tape for me that they they've lost a to thousand take, yeah. times <laughs> so each, each night. Uh, I've to your audience. I'm, I'm constantly introduced as the other uh, host. Yeah. So my, my opener is always, you know, actually. I uh, I'm not that guy.
0: How do they not at least have, not not even necessarily specific to you, but at least just like a generic intro in case there's some fill? Yeah, just a fill-in host. Yeah, just a a different sound
2: bite. You just push this
0: button. Yeah, it it can't be that difficult to just. I mean, I could I could record that here in this room in the next 27 seconds and get it to him, you know, like that's... But, but these, who would play it? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: That's, that takes switching a tape or like pressing two buttons and that is... It's even a chore for them to turn the, dim the
0: lights. Yeah. I like the idea that they still have it on a tape. Like it's on a reel-to-reel back there that they have to, someone has to like flip and whine, you know. It's a Teddy Repskin
1: back there that they're (laughs) playing it through. All man. But, you know, it's uh it, it it's it's um it's a lot of fun, right? And, I, and you know, I, I I I really do appreciate Garrity, uh, you know, shouting out to the old man stuff because I think I think something that a lot of people kind of notice when they first come in is that it is it's a genuine club, right? Yeah. We're yeah. we're not like an idea of what a hotel thinks a comedy club should look no, like, no, no, you no. know? Yes. What I mean, we're not a franchise, right? It's like this place has been going strong for 20 years. We we have alma matas right we got you know originals that were like here ages ago that still come down um their pictures are all over the walls some of them aren't even with us right like i remember i got to see the amazing jonathan mm-hmm. right i got to meet that guy uh and still to this day like you know one of the the best human beings i've, I've ever come across right um uh you know and so it, it, it's nice it's nice and i i think for whatever you know even even when you lose a little bit of the magic i still think you can, you can tell that the room, you know, the room has history. Right? Yeah, like it's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. What, so your dad started the, the room or how did that work?
1: Okay. So, uh, originally, um, there were, uh, uh four, four members. Um, so it would have been, uh, Ed, Jerry, Brian, and my father. Um, the, uh. The three aforementioned were the money behind the club, which then in turn made my old man the foot soldier, right? The labor. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, he became the cornerstone of it. And eventually that led uh, to his ability to kind of pick up shares in it um, and then become part of the owner. Um, But yeah, like I... um, we started out, uh, we, funnily enough, we, we did start out in a, in a brick and like we had our own location. Um, but we were out west. So we were still fairly close to a lot of the resorts at Uh the time. Um, and then we, uh, moved out, um, here and we, we, we tried a second location. Um, and and that kind of worked for a little while, but again, like I said, like, you know, you you have such a limited audience here that it is, it's very hard to kind of keep interest. And, and keep numbers up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we, we, we really backed it down. Uh, but, like, things have changed so much over the entire time, um, you know, that you guys have been coming down. Like, you know, uh, you guys, like, we uh, we we used to, we actually used to have this uh, pretty sweet setup where, like, you guys would come in um, and we'd, like, hook you up with, like, uh, like a little stove pod and, like, a cooler and stuff. And, you know, basically, like, supplement some of your uh expenses yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and then there was one comic who will go unmentioned but uh you know he takes the uh, hot plate down to the concierge and is like you know this is broken can I get a new one and <laughs> then they're like well how do you have a hot plate And he just <laughs> the whole thing. Right? it only takes one <laughs> so that that was the end of that one fucking <laughs> idiot uh yeah yeah you know um but yeah like uh, it's it's uh it's, it's, it's very interesting and like uh, even now right like I, I, I try to imagine what the the future of the club is. Uh, you know I, I, I only hope that the the remaining people that are involved kind of don't allow the namesake to diminish before mm-hmm. something like there's an evolution of whatever this is right and um, and also I'm under no illusions right I'm, I'm pretty sure Joker's Wild must be. A brand name somewhere else in the world i, I can't imagine that we are the I can, only, you gotta think so yeah yeah i, I mean, can't yeah, imagine yeah. that we're the only uh club with that name but in nassau I, I i do believe that it is an institution and I, I would i would hope um that it's uh in some way shape or form um kept and yeah. I continued on
0: i mean it seems like a a resort like this they're just throw. I mean, having been at resorts in other countries, and you know Vegas. You know, Patrick Pat spent plenty of time in Vegas. You know how those hotels are. They just throw anything at people to hope they don't leave the property. Like, that's basically, you know, they're like, we we don't really give a shit if this makes a ton of money. Like, we just don't... We know if you leave the property, we lose money. Like, we want you to eat here. We want you to swim here. We want you to go watch a shitty movie at the theater. We don't give a fuck what you do. Just don't leave the property, you know? So, like, they'll... I, I mean, I don't know what the accounting, as far as, like, how much money a club is making or losing really matters to them, as long as they're, like... Hey, they're buying our drinks, and they're not leaving to go look for entertainment elsewhere. And then, they you know, they they probably go hit the casino before, or after, and they eat dinner here. And you know, so in you know, they may lose money on the like paying comics, but they gain money by people never leaving the property.
1: And that that is fair. That is that's that is totally fair. I, um, you know, consistently, I guess the argument could be, you know, imagine if um, you know we did explode. Uh, you know the room. The room itself only seats about one hundred and twenty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's not super comfortable. That's you know we're, that's a little tight, tight yeah. right? Um, but at the same time, it, to upscale it, right? You you lose the the genuineness of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because then all of a sudden they move us over to a larger room. The larger room is generic. Because mm-hmm. they're doing five and six other things in there. Yeah, yeah, it's like a be, conference room. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Gary, Gary can attest. We used to do, we used to do the show out of breezes. Oh, we used to do a show out of breezes. So okay, so you get there, uh, you get there an hour early so you can uh, eat because they would hook you up with this like free buffet thing, right? It was it was a sweet deal, kind of. Is this like another resort here? Yeah. Okay. It's like a mini one. Yeah. Um, but uh, you're uh, you're downstairs in this straight up dungeon, dungeon. bar. Yeah. And when I say dungeon, <laughs> it is it is the motif is straight up like old stone thing as a you know, giant metal hook, you know, like hanging out of the wall and stuff. It really is a, a dungeon fucking yeah, bar. Yeah. Um, but the flip side of it is is that after um, it's like a like a toga party that they throw down there. So right before the show you have all these people walking around in these togas uh that are trying to get them down to see your show but at the same time you know they're getting kind of like spring break uh drunk to like interact with the guests and stuff so they're all standing at the bar loud as, as fuck just totally ignoring the fact that you're trying to do comedy show in the shitty room with shitty audio no stage no, no stage, stage yeah. and at like the, no, chairs, no the, ch- seating, the yeah. chairs
2: are like like it was like a pta meeting where it's like almost looks like different colored school chairs yeah. you know like it's like it's like they might have they been schooled but they just ripped the desks off the chairs <laughs> and just were like here you sit in this and they're just sitting like no arm like just sitting there looking at you yeah with a mic and you just go okay however many they just have maybe like what is he like maybe 30 people is about right yeah i mean
1: well not even seat them right i mean it's just you like, had benches that line the entire outside perimeter right right right, right. Oh, yeah. but i mean that's useless for you like in terms of an audience um but like i said i i think there is something to be said for you know these kind of you know more focused uh rooms and the kind of um uh i don't know like the responsibility that they require from an audience right like you know it's, yeah yeah you know like you walk into a room and you're like okay this is for the show, you know what I mean? There's right. there's a there's a hyper-focus, and then you, in turn, I think, subconsciously become a little bit more aware, right? Yeah, like, you're yeah, like, okay, okay, well, okay, this is what's going on. But, you know, you walk into a room that's supposed to be a comedy show, but there are unicorns on the wall, and there's a sports game going on over here, and, you know, security guards don't even know if there's a show or not. Like, it yeah. becomes a little unfocused, and then maybe, maybe not the audience, when they get there, you know, they're a little bit more flippant. And, I you know, sometimes you can't blame them for that, because
0: yeah I mean the further away you get from a comedy club just the worse a show is you know it it drops off incrementally you know at at least a couple percentage points there's nothing you can do about that it just is because I mean yeah the focus of like this is a comedy club all the chairs are pointed at the stage there is a stage there's the lights are down there's just stage lights so you're focusing like you know you you let people know every there's no other distractions you let people know to shut up so you like just those things that like that like a real comedy show does that makes people understand what they're you know instead of just at a you know i mean mean, bar shows and blah blah blah
1: you know i i have the least experience of anybody at this table but i'm pretty sure that we have all been at a bar that clearly has advertised you know their comedy uh comedy night yeah comedy Uh, night you're right (laughs) but everybody at the bar is just like will this guy with the microphone not just shut up right right, right. yeah you're right (laughs) you're like you know i'm sorry guys they're making me do this like i mean i'm funny but, you
0: know, this is this is how, what I got to do, right, you know. I did a show a while back, and I um, was at this brewery, and everyone in the brewery, like, the people had kids there. And I'm like, I went around an hour before the show, and I'm like, hey, we're starting a show. Like, you guys can keep your kids here. I don't care, but, like, also, they're going to probably, you know, know how to say fuck when this show's over. Just so you know. Like, I, I'm not telling you how to parent. Um, and, like, go around, a couple minutes before the show, tell people again, tell people again. It's fine. Everyone in the brewery is like in front of me focused like having a good time one table off to the side who kept their kids just like talk the whole time and at a certain point they go directly behind me to the foosball table and start playing. Foosball, on, and I'm like this guy and his little kid, and I'm like, I, like he's behind me, like right behind me, and it's loud. Like you
2: could be playing foosball with them, yeah, like <laughs> just with. Just yeah. start, yes. but,
0: I mean, and it's a big warehouse, so like you know, should have just started echo, fucking announcing the foosball.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, here you go. Yeah, oh, it's getting close here, folks. <laughs> red teams got red teams in the ozone.
0: It's just like how unself-aware can someone be that you're like, there's. 50 60 other people only quietly staring at me having a good time and you have to like this is what you're gonna choosing to do right now like jesus christ people yeah. and, <laughs> okay i think
1: i think i might have you beat on this one so i do this uh i do this show i get there no stage right they have a wireless microphone for me i'm like okay so how will this work and they're like okay well you know the dj will cut the music and then he'll introduce you and like you know we'll start off like that right yeah yeah uh, so when they said like the DJ will introduce me and cut the music, I was thinking like he will introduce me yeah, and then cut the music. No, he straight up uh, comes on and he's like, hey, how's everybody doing? no. hope you're all drinking. Hey, get ready for comedy night. Buh, buh, buh. And he only turns on the music a little bit. Doesn't introduce me by name. None of that, right? He's just like, get ready for comedy night. So I'm saying there and I'm like, hey guys, what's going on? Uh, the audience is totally like not even aware Right, oh. but doesn't
0: know how to act. They have no clue. <laughs> but
1: here's the best part: out of nowhere, he starts uh, like hyping my jokes. So I'm like, "Yeah, da da da," and uh, you know, the chicken cross the road to get to the other side. And then out of nowhere, bah, 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 bah. yeah, you heard it here: chicken across the <laughs> road to get to the other side. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> like, what the, what the like, fuck like is happening? Like, a flame of jokes. Oh, dude. Like, oh, oh dude, It me, was man. it was nuts. It was nuts. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, right? And, like, he just, like, and, like I said, he never cut the music. So the whole time, I'm just trying to talk over this music that he turns down at different volumes each time, right? Like, yeah, maybe yeah. one time he, like, shifts it down enough that I can actually speak regular with the microphone, but then other times, he still, like, kept it almost in tune with me, so I'm, like, Okay guys, so yeah, well, you know, then like again, as soon as I say something that he thinks is the punchline, he's like, Yeah, you
0: know, playing some some drops, like, you know it. Ow, ow. You know, playing like
1: chicken dog is like
0: across the road, you know, I've had that happen, we had shows this show in Oklahoma City I did one time, and I'm like I was the first time it happened, I'm like, Oh, this is just okay. DJ's just happened, you know. Then it kept happening every time he thought it was a punchline, and it was throwing off my timing so fucking bad. Because I'm like, I don't know, like I can't focus on these jokes, man. When you're like yeah. playing your goddamn drops well, over, you might as well be a sniper. Yeah. <laughs> freaking, like uh, here you go. Uh, We're but, sound bite this. Uh, the uh, well, Patrick, you've been uh, you've been here a couple times. You've been. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about. Um, the your tour the never-ending tour that you've been doing how long have you been on tour on the road now
2: 2010s like 13 years
0: god damn now what uh i mean i know we've talked about this but for the listeners like what was the impetus of like wanting to create that or to do that i mean obviously you were on the road you were doing comedy so like at what point was it just like I'm not going to have a home base. I'm just going to travel.
2: Well, so when I, uh, when I first came to Florida, it was because my, uh, my grandfather died. So I didn't, like, was in, uh, it was my senior year of high school. So I moved. It was my fourth high school. So I moved down to Florida because I didn't want my grandmother being by herself, you know, mowing lawns and shit. So I moved down there to, like, stay with her, you know, help out and shit. And then I uh, ended up dropping out of high school and getting my GED. And then uh, I started comedy when I was, like, 20. I was, like, doing all these shitty jobs. I was like, well, at least let me try this thing. And if I fail, at least I could say I tried. And as soon as I started getting into comedy, I was like, now nah, this is a this is thing that I want to do. And uh, and then eventually, like, my regular job that I had, I was, like, I was uh, doing loss prevention and shit. And my buddy was, like, my boss. He was, like, a good friend of mine. So he would just let me go on the road for, like, weeks at a time. And I'd just mm-hmm. come back and he'd put me back on the schedule. Then eventually it was to the point where I was, like, I was gone so much. I was only making, like, $100 a week at the job. And then, uh, and then finally we got fired, you know, like the, the fucking place closed down to it. then there's the open mic. They're like, yeah, we want you to host the open mic. I was like, how much does that pay? They're like, that's oh, like a hundred bucks. I was like, oh, I'll fucking, that's the money that I was making, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I'll just host this open mic. So now I was just doing comedy full time. And then, uh, so I was like stay with my grandmother and I'd work the road and come back. And then she passed away in 2010. And that's when I was like, all right, well, so now just no home. So now I just fucking like... You know, it's just now. It just became like, uh, all right, gig to gig to gig to gig, and then like routing myself. So that's you know, so I just haven't had a residence, you know, since 2010. And it was just like, and it's more like, uh, you know, you hustle more. When yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, cause it's not, not, not only do I want to work, like I want, I like, I love comedy. I love to do this shit, but also like whenever I get booked, that's also a place to sleep, you know? Yeah. Like, so it's also like, I, I need to hustle and get a bed and I have to like, you have to route yourself. So it's like, that's how I look at it. It's like your own tour manager too. Like I got to route of coast to coast and like, so eventually like I figured it out, like December through February, I'm in Florida, then March hits. And that's when I start, I come out of Florida. I do a whole lap around the country and I know enough people around the country where it's like you know I'll crash on a couch for a couple. You're not you're not a nuisance. Yeah. yeah you only know, like yeah. crash it for a couple of days. You know. And then I'm like I'm off to the next gig. And then sometimes you know you don't got a couch. You just sleep in the car. You know you you know grunt it out and I'll be fine. I remember one time I did a one nighter. Uh, the guy booked it. It was like it was like this little bar gig. He's like yeah you can crash at the house. I was like all right cool. And I'm like exhausted because I I just driven like nine hours, did the show, hadn't showered yet. You know. So and then I I'm like I got my backpack on. And then uh, we get to his house. And he's like, yeah, here's the couch. You crash on." He's like, I got to let the dog out real quick. And there's, like, this little dog in the cage. So he lets the dog out. And then the dog hops up on the couch. He's excited to see me. then pisses on the couch that I'm going to be sleeping on. So crazy. we're both just watching this dog piss <laughs> on this couch. And I'm just like, well, I know where my head's going now. I guess I'm going to fucking, you know, I'm going to sleep on this <laughs> end of it. Which is like, I just kind of had to laugh at it, you know. And then, um, so yeah, but now it's like. Now, I had the idea with my Patreon, you know, like, you know, I told you the idea, like, I just want to, like, get 100,000 subscribers, so that way I'll be making 90 grand a month. Everybody subscribes for $1, so that's 90 grand a month, because Patreon takes 10%. Then I do my never tour, like I've been doing around the country for the past 13 years, and then every month I bring three comedians with me on the tour, yeah. pay them each 25 grand, and then the following month should be three uh, three new comics, a month after that be three new comics, a month after that be three, new, you know, and it's just a rotating thing. It was just like, and there's no there's no headliner we all split the time and then we rotate like different positions like one show i'll host and one show i'll go last one show i'll go third you know whatever so we all you know it's like this thing the way i look at it is like we're all killing ourselves as comics trying to get a little piece of that pie which is like a late night spot or whatever where you do six minutes of watered down material and then nobody even knows your fucking name because you know it's not a great yeah the tonight show was a great credit back in 1987 when there were six channels You know but now it's like that might as well be a grain of sand on the beach now yeah yeah so now instead of trying to get a piece of the pie i want to create a pie give everybody a slice and like with my idea that's like this is my idea is easily a show you can see on netflix where it's like oh it's a never-ending tour across the country nonstop, year long and it's you know rotating comedians for the entire month and uh but like i don't wanna i don't want i don't want the money to go to some and producer. Right, that's never right. had had never had to write a joke in his entire yeah, life so yeah. then, then then they get to decide who's a, on the tour with me also put and, their
0: unfunny stink all over it right like, right, right. You know, like you're just like oh this guy <laughs>
2: they, we'll put this comic on there cause they're woke I'm like nope no, no <laughs> I don't give a fuck yeah. who your manager is yeah. who are you like as long as you're funny yeah we and need you can some hang.
0: Asian representation yeah sure but I mean I you know they're funny whatever yeah.
2: you know if they if they can hang you know that's the thing they gotta be able to follow me you know and they got to follow whoever else is on the show. They, everybody's got to be able to follow everybody. Yeah. You yeah. know, because there's no, and and with people's short attention spans, instead of seeing like, you know, a headliner and then somebody else with less experience. It's like, it's an easy question. How do you put together a killer show? Easy, put all killers on the show. Nice. <laughs> After fucking two decades in this business, I know who the fucking killers are. Like I could put together a fucking tour, like much that I, I know who these guys are. And even if I don't know who you are, you just have to have somebody that's on the tour recommend you. You know, because people know, like everybody knows who's good. Like you yeah, do a yeah. job for a long time. Like if you're in your job for 20, you know who's good and who's not, or who who can hang. You know, and it's 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 pretty simple. It's a pretty simple formula. You know, and I think that's why it's such a good idea because it is so simple. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, before we forget, tell everyone what your Patreon is. So just my name, way.
2: just uh, Patrick Garrity Patreon. Uh, Never any tour. It's a pretty uh, pretty easy thing. You know, it's, that's the main goal, right? Like I that's that's where I want to get to. You know, it's like uh, comedians in cars getting coffee, but this is like comedians on tour for an entire And you actually get to know these comics that are on tour the entire yeah. month. It's not just like one week throughout. We're all doing a podcast each week. You get to know who they are, what they're about. You can hang out with us when, you know, because like wherever, what city we're in on our days off or whatever.
0: The uh, Now, how's, how stressful is it sometimes though being on the road and, like not having not knowing because I mean, like not the, 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 the <laughs> like the routing i mean because i mean i've i've done week like runs for you know a month and it's you're i'm like trying yeah. to figure out like oh well let's see what makes sense to go here and here and here yeah it's like it's when you're figuring out the,
2: the best the best way i could describe this to people who who don't do this I, like, I was like it's basically like running across a bridge while it's disintegrating behind you
0: <laughs> and there's
2: no end to the bridge it's just like this constant yeah. fuck it's like the boulder from Indiana Jones as it's trying to crush you plus you gotta write jokes while you're running you're like yeah. okay let me figure out this what's to do with airplane food yeah. as you're like about to be crushed by impending doom that's, yeah, about, yeah. that's what it feels like but yeah. also you know it's fun yeah sometimes
1: right. well it's
0: you funny mean, because people always ask me like you know, when I'm on like a, it's yeah. I always call it like tour, but it's like, I mean like, oh, when's this tour end? And like, fucking never. I like that they yeah. like, like. I mean, I get to go. I mean, unlike Patrick, I do have a home, so I'll go somewhere for like a couple. But I, but I mean like, I'm out every weekend. Sometimes weeks at a time. Like, I'll just every, eighteen months I like, slap a new name on it. But like beyond that I'm like I'm just yeah, like that's this is I, call, my job, I just called it the you know, never like, ending tour, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> it does like, And I mean I remember I, remember I was at one point a guy was
2: like, God man, I've been on the road for like three weeks. I'm like, Yeah. Yeah he's what about you, like fucking twelve years straight? Yeah. I don't know. Like I'm mean, like fucking <laughs> dude, this shit is yeah, it's just it's never ending it's just a constant, you know, and you're trying to build your following and stuff and yeah. That's my biggest that's my biggest weakness as well, because 'cause I'm not more of an introvert I'm not a big fucking selfie hey here's my food look what I'm eating look what I like putting on my shoes getting ready for <laughs> the showtime you know like I'm not that guy so but I had to force myself to be because yeah you do it, you know, it,
0: that's that's unfortunate. that's why I have people it's sign the car because
2: yeah. that's like a thing where I'm like okay that's like you know so oh, I
1: think okay. So that's the question I have. First of all, I'm going to say very humble of you because I just hate people, and that's why I'm stuck at social media. Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> right? like, no, a, a terrible dichotomy. You know what I mean? You do comedy, but you hate people. It's terrible. Um, but so the signing the car thing. So in my mind, that either started one of two ways, right? You're like, "Hey guys, after the show, come outside and sign my car," or you're like walking out to your car and somebody's sign. You. You're like, "Bro, what the fuck is?" And you're like, "Oh." No, no, no. It was. Uh, so I was driving so first of all my
2: first car that i started this with was like such a piece of shit. like it it, i felt like it knew i was trying to get rid of it like anytime i got a little bit of money saved it was like distributor cap so you're looking at that hyundai (laughs) you know it was like an abusive relationship and then i was like and then uh, my buddy showed me this thing it was called the johnny cash project so it was basically like the johnny cash's last video the guy's like i don't know shit about making a video so what he did he's made the video but then he put it online And then he made it on a website where anybody that's a fan of Johnny Cash could go on the website and they select a frame from the video and then they can illustrate it however they want. It's weird or whatever. Very cool. Yeah. So it's just like, so it's like all of hundreds of thousands of Johnny Cash fans from around the world are illustrating. So now when you watch a video, it's organic. Like it keeps switching, like this part's right here. So I was just like, man, that's such a cool idea where everybody contributes to this one thing. And I was like, man, what if I had like, and the car was I was what is this thing? Worth like five hundred bucks anyway, even if I traded in. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, yeah. I was like and I and a thing like was so fucking like aggravating to me. So now I was like, oh but if I have people sign it, I was like, then it becomes now it becomes my thing. You know, now for, it's yeah. like yeah. So now I'm like so I took something that that I hated. That was like really pissed me off. Then it turned into something. Now when I had to put a repair do it, it went from, you fucking piece of shit, to come on, baby. Yeah, yeah, let's, 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 going. let's go. One, one more time. Let yeah, yeah, me, let's me go right? one more fucking, let's go one more lap around.
0: The, uh So, I mean, as you, you know, come up on 12, 13 years of doing this, like, do you ever think about getting a home base somewhere, having a, like, okay, I have a home now, and, like, I go out, and I I do weekends, but I don't have to worry, you know, I'm not, I mean... Well, eventually I'd like
2: to have, like, you know, maybe, like, a couple different houses in different regions of the country, you know, Mm -hmm. nothing, like, too big or fancy, but, like, I mean, if my idea, like, that's the thing I like about my idea, I think once it gets traction, it it has the the ability to snowball, like, I think it would, like, people would catch on to it and be like, oh, this is a great idea, especially with the commute, like, You'd be seeing comics that you never heard of that are killer. That you're like, oh shit! And so the, the the reputation, even if you haven't heard of the comics that are on the tour, the rep, you'd be like, oh, if you're on the tour, then you must be good, mm-hmm. you know? Because there's like there's certain clubs that are like that, like you know, Side Splitters, and Tampa is one of the like they don't always have famous guys there, but like they always it's a room they book quality comics. Yeah, yeah. like I had I've headlined there and the people like they don't know who I am but after the show like they're like oh I was you know and so I, I've contributed to the reputation of that room where they're like mm-hmm. where now they will come back and see somebody else they've never heard of because of, yeah. well, was, well I don't know the last guy we saw we didn't know who he was great you know so it's like like I know like more often than not I exceed the expectations of somebody that comes out to see you. like oh I never never even heard of you and I'm like yeah I mean it's just like it's the way it is you know so there's a lot of guys out there that are just monsters that you've never oh, even yeah. heard of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean T V is a very select few and there's people on T V that aren't that great. They're yeah. just on TV. Yeah, you yeah. You know? And I don't like saying I'm better than that guy or I'm better than that guy. I don't like I don't like that. But I do see some other guys and like, well, they certainly aren't better than me. Yeah. You yeah. know, like if we wanna really get down to the brass tacks of it, like I'm I get applause breaks. Like I look at my material and I'm like I'm very honest with myself. I'm like, okay, this is original, you know, like I don't b I consider myself a slow writer. Like, I don't write, like, new material that I do. But when I do, it's like, okay, it's got to be solid, though. It's going to be, like, it's going to be... It's got to hang with the rest of my shit, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, now, that's another question, too. I mean, you've, you haven't done a special or anything like that. You've been doing it this long. We, we talked about it the other night. Um, I mean, have you thought about doing something like that? And also, what's the you know the pressure? There's always that pressure of, like, when I do it, you know... Dump that material And start fresh Like how does that I mean I already
2: have like I have at least like Three hours of shit So yeah. it's just like If I do Like dump the material But I mean that's also like Also almost a good thing That I don't I've never really I've got a few clips online But I've never had actually Put out an entire special Yeah So it's just like I have all this I have material I've still used jokes That I've had for like My When I first wrote Like you know Being in the military Or whatever You know And it's just like So I have I have a ton of shit So I could put out you know and if and if i do put out a special like it's just like i'm just gonna have volume one volume two volume, I'm, not, I'm not gonna change the name of the special It's just gonna be the name and then all the volumes after that that's yeah. it you know so but i mean like i like and i and that's another reason why like where i want to do this tour is because like then i'm working with other comics and we're all only doing fucking 20 25 minutes a night so you don't even that's another great thing about the tour is if you're on it you don't have to have an act you just you just have to contribute to your portion of the show right and that way people like you know it's boom 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 be like oh that's got that like the you know the kings of comedy or blue collar comedy is just like just put four you know four you know extremely quality comics on the same show and you split the time and that's it that's like people just want to when they go out they want to spend their money be worth putting pants on and worth the parking and worth the drinks, you know? That's always say, my whole thing is like, I just don't wanna be a waste of anybody's evening. I know with this tour, like you put quality comics on, like I know I know who to put on there,
1: you know? Like yeah. I know it'd be a good show. And I feel like that's tangible between us all, right? Like, right. you spend time around good comedians, and I don't just mean funny comedians, I mean good comedians across the board, like, you know, people who understand how the business works, uh, you know, uh, respect for, you know, and that in turn, makes you a better comic and it is i mean it is something you can see instantly whereas you know if you spend enough time around shitty comics then inevitably i do feel that you will just be because it makes you lazy it makes you it makes you like shitty comedy makes you lazy and you know in in an industry that is already very tough to kind of drive in right especially now saturation it's insane um you know uh, it, it's important. It's important that you, you, you kind of walk away um, from a day or a show or whatever feeling like, you know, I accomplished something. But also, you know, like you're you're also making forward movement because I feel like yeah. it, it becomes, it's very easy to become kind of static here or, like, or stagnate, um, you know, and, and not move forward. Especially if you don't have encouragement, and, uh, you know, that's why I'll always be envious of Garrity and the hustle, right? Like, you know... It, it, I guess
2: the good of it, too, is like when you have this, like my, with my idea, you got four. Like, I think whoever's on that tour for that entire month, all four comics are going to come up with at least two or three new great bits just because of like that. Like they're happy, they're like yeah, they know yeah. they're making a good amount of money that month. You know what I'm saying? Is this like with like the 25 grand is not going to change your life, but it's going to give you some breathing room. You know, oh, yeah. especially for yeah. comics that have families, they have to go. Like you're going to be on the month. You're going to be on the road for the month anyway. Even if you're not on my tour, you're still going to be on the road. Right? Who knows how much you're going to come back with? You. So at least, at least with that money, like you don't have to. You don't have to fucking work those shitty one nighters that like, don't turn the TVs off or some fucked up casino where it's like you know. You can actually go. Okay, now I can actually relax and could you know, put like my brain towards writing something. You know, where you just you, you, you like. I'm always I'm a better comic when I'm happier, you yeah, know. When yeah. I'm like I'm like okay, I'm comfortable. Like we can do this, and I just I just know it's gonna. Because also nobody's ever done this before. And this is like a very original idea. So I think it's it's got uh, it's got uh, potential.
0: Yeah, I think so for sure. I mean, when you first told me about it, I mean, I love the idea. It's just you gotta, especially now because I mean, we've all seen it, especially since COVID. You know, it's tougher. All the people who are doing theaters and arenas and shit like that are now doing... I mean, like, fucking Brian Regan's doing this show in fucking... Moscow, Idaho, you know, like at this because like, at, like, this, it's basically like a bar show because, well you know, he fucking was used to making a bajillion dollars a year and for three years he couldn't do anything, so I'm sure and he was still, you know, his output of money was probably still pretty heavy, so he's now he's like y'all do the chuckle hut in fucking Nebraska yeah, yeah. for 140 people, and before that was gigs, you'd get her, I'd get her right. you know, and now it's like, so now it's like, well we gotta get okay. out of those places and create these places for people to come see comedy, because yeah, definitely we, a strain. Yeah,
2: definitely a strain on the the middle class of comedy. You know, it's just like where you're, you know, you have the talent, the ability, and the experience, but you just don't have the TV credits. I remember, uh, I remember, I made a video one time, and I took the part from Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> I was just like, It was like, "It's like what comedy is like." You know, it's like you want to hear the most annoying sound in the wo- you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world. It's like, oh, you don't have any TV credits. Like that's <laughs> the fucking <laughs> like. Instead of you know the screeches is like yes, it's like stand up
1: stand up comedy is a huge ask in this era right, right like yeah, yeah. you're not you're not a, you're not a, a, a an actor or an actress you're not you're not a, a music personality that's throwing these massive concerts you are an individual on stage and I am asking you to one get off your ass get dressed come out mm-hmm. to a location dedicate your time to me uh, and then you know like I to you know and then also know that it's a joke. Like, you know, what I mean, yeah, kind of yeah, release yeah. some of the the shit that you, you know, Which get can off be a your high horse with
0: audiences, too, you know. I mean, it's it's easier in some places and it's getting easier than it was like a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, I think. But I mean, yeah, there's definitely a time when you're like, you know, you say things something in a certain area and you're like, ah, well, there goes the rest of this fucking show. You know, yeah, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> step on that landmine yeah. you're like, okay, uh, well, I'm still pulling so, up from this. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's uh it's a fucking the battlefield out there. Um, uh, yeah, it's
2: almost 8:30. I'm going to go I got to head back to the room and uh finish getting ready here yeah
0: all right so uh we're gonna get out of here guys thanks for hanging out um again go to deececomedy.com check out everything going on across the network uh patrick uh shout out your social media where people can find you yeah man uh got me
2: on twitter just my initials pg road dog uh instagram is my last name garrity g-a-r-r-i-t-y grams with a z g-r-a-m-z and facebook just my name patrick garrity same thing for patreon uh if i even get one one dollar subscribers via victory i appreciate it guys
0: and uh mark tell people where they can find you if you want to oh yeah <laughs> uh, i
1: am super not famous so you can't find me uh, unless you're a creeper but uh, one day I will be super famous, and at that point in time, I'll reappear on Deese's <laughs> podcast again. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, if you ever if you ever hear the name Mark B out of the Bahamas, please come out and see the show, man. I'd love to have you. Oh, and Deese, thank you very much, yeah, for having us on. You know, absolutely, as guys, as the thank you very sauce. much.
0: Uh, all right, guys, and uh, thank you very much for social socializing, Deese, for uh, Patrick, and Mark. Also, thanks, guys, and we will see you all next week.